Who's the better player and which player should we rely on more, Jack Hughes or Jesper Bratt? And also, let's give credit when credit is due because there's some unsung heroes for the New Jersey Devils as of late. We have a lot to talk about in today's episode of Locked On Devils. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Scores! Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed him. Rodora's got the puck. What a shot. The Devils win the Stanley Cup. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Chalky, play-by-play announcer, and also Devils ride for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. So, what's on the agenda for today's episode? Well, we're going to talk about some of the top performers for New Jersey Devils, but in addition to that, we're also going to give credit where credit is rightfully deserved. So we're going to talk about some of the unsung heroes for the New Jersey Devils so far this year. So in yesterday's episode, I did a crossover with the guys over at Locked On Red Wings, and we did a post-game reaction episode, and I talked about Jesper Bratt, I talked about Nico Heischer, talked about Jack Hughes, talked about a few other aspects of New Jersey Devils this season. But the one thing I didn't do was give credit to players like Ryan Graves, Dougie Hamilton, because they've actually been performing quite decently this this year for New Jersey Devils, but we're not really giving them the uh, pedestal that they deserve because Ryan Graves was actually one of the three stars for New Jersey Devils in yesterday's game against the Detroit Red Wings alongside with Jesper Bratt, obviously, and Jack Hughes. So Ryan Graves was able to get two assists in yesterday's matchup, and here's where he got his assists on. So he got an assist on Dawson Mercer's goal in period number one that tied the game. And then later on in the second period, he was the one who assisted on Gagor Sharangovich's shorthanded goal. And in my opinion, those were two key assists for the New Jersey Devils to have just because uh, those goals were so important. Because for one, when we went down one to nothing, I said it in yesterday's episode of uh, with, with the guys of Locked On Red Wings, and I said that, When the New Jersey Devils started the game, I was a little concerned because for the first three or so minutes, it just looked like the New Jersey Devils, they were playing with like cylinders on their on their skates. They were skating very slow. They didn't have that much energy. And you know what? This was their second night of playing a game in a row. So I wasn't really going to fault them for that aspect. But once Dylan Larkin scored the first goal of the game for the Detroit Red Wings, I was a little concerned. I was just like, this might be a long night for the Devils, but then Dawson Mercer was able to tie it up, and you know he did it uh, pretty quickly. And who was the one who got the secondary assist? Ryan Graves. And then once again later on in period number two, it was the period of special teams, or you know lack thereof, for the uh, Detroit Red Wings because the New Jersey Devils were able to get a power play goal thanks to Jesper Bratt, and then uh, the Devils were able to get a shorthanded goal thanks to Yegor Sharangovich and. Once Yegor Sharangovich got that shorthanded goal and put the New Jersey Devils up 4-1, to you just knew that the Devils weren't going to lose that game. Just no way that they were going to blow it because that game was still within striking distance for Detroit Red Wings because there was still time on the board. So I always say the worst lead in hockey is a two-goal lead, and at the time, that's what the New Jersey Devils were leading by, and I gave credit to Vitek Vanacek for making a few grade-A saves just because uh, had the Detroit Red Wings scored in that sort of aspect, then guess what? The, the the Devils are just going to give up all the momentum towards the other way to the Detroit Red Wings. So uh, getting that shorthanded goal, that was actually a big momentum booster for New Jersey Devils because that pretty much took the wind out of the 
Red Wing sales of amounting any sort of comeback. I felt as though that was the final nail in the coffin, if you would. And Ryan Graves played a part in that, but we don't really give him that credit. So we talk about the shorthanded goal from Yegor Sharangovich, and it was a beauty of a goal. He went top shelf for Mama uh, hides the cookies and no one was going to uh, stop him in that sort of way. You know, he got the best of uh, Nadelkovich in that sort of aspect, but uh, just, just giving credit towards Ryan Graves. And now for someone like Dougie Hamilton, did you know that Dougie Hamilton is actually third on the team for most points? So in seven game appearances, he has two goals, four assists for a grand total of six points. So one of the things I said going into the season was I anticipate a big year for Dougie Hamilton. I think, People are anticipating for Dougie Hamilton to get anywhere from 60 to 70 points, and he's already on pace to do so. Once again, I'm not trying to jump the gun on anything. It's still very early in the season, but Dougie Hamilton is actually off to a very respectable start. And I think more people need to start talking about Dougie Hamilton within the Devils organization because during the course of the offseason when Dougie Hamilton was snubbed of the top 20 defenseman list created by the NHL, I was just like, Dougie Hamilton is still a top defenseman in this league. And he's going to prove it this year. And right now, he's well on the pace to do so. And what's the one thing I say about Ryan Graves? Now, switching gears, we're going back to talking about uh, Ryan Graves once again. I I said that Ryan Graves' impact is silent but deadly. Last year, I talked about him sort of being like the stealthy ninja. You don't know when he's going to attack. He creeps in the shadows. He's quiet. But once he makes the move, once he makes his attack, it's silent but deadly. And Ryan Graves is actually second on the team for highest plus minus. He has a plus minus of plus four, just trailing Jesper Bratt, who has a plus minus of plus five. And once again, I I got to question Lindy Ruff's coaching decision for giving Jesper Bratt the third least amount of ice time out of any skaters on the roster for New Jersey Devils in the last game against Detroit Red Wings. I don't know what his overall mindset is, but that's just something I want everyone to take into consideration, which is Jesper Bratt is leading the team in plus minus with a – with plus five and he's also leading the team in assists and he's tops in the NHL for, for points. In fact, he's in a four way tie in that sort of aspect, but yet somehow, some way he always gets snubbed of ice time. So we're actually going to talk about that in segment two, but before we continue with today's episode, I want to bring you guys the first and only library this morning and it comes from our partners at athletic greens. It's literally a product that I use every day because I started taking AG one because I wanted to be happier. I wanted to be healthier My body's a temple, so I got to start treating it as such. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adjectives to start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all those things. So here's the thing about AG1. It's lifestyle, very friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything. And still tasting good, supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. It's one thing that's best about Athletic Greens is that it uses best of the best products based on the latest science and with constant product iterations and third-party testing. So right now it's time for you to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with the convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look for your uh, after your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free your supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your gut health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay, 
So I gave credit when credit was due. I talked about some of the more underrated players on the New Jersey Devils roster. So surprising that I'm saying that Dougie Hamilton is an underrated player. But, you know, we talk a lot about Jesper Bratt. We talk a lot about Jack Hughes. We talk a lot about Nico Heischer. We even talk a lot about our goalies, whether it's good or bad. We, we, we still give them more attention compared to someone like Dougie Hamilton, who's arguably one of our best defensemen, because I know he's in the running for people like with Jonas Siegenthaler, then you got Damon Severson, at least on the offensive side of things. But Dougie Hamilton deserves more attention. And let's not forget, he signed long term. So he's one of our uh, he's one of our corner pieces for years to come. And I think that Dougie Hamilton could certainly get his name back into the Norris Trophy race. But uh, digressing a little bit, let's talk about some players that we talk about pretty much every day. Let's talk about the comparison between Jesper Bratt and Jack Hughes. So let me compare you guys some overall stats. So. One player has three goals, nine assists for a grand total of 12 points. And the other player has two goals, three assists for a grand total of five points. And this one player, and this is probably a dead giveaway because I talked about it earlier on in the episode. One player has a plus minus of plus five. The other has a plus minus of negative one. So which player is it? Is it Jesper Bratt with the higher statistics or is it Jack Hughes with the higher statistics? Well, you guess Jesper Bratt, you are correct. And that was pretty much a dead giveaway because Jesper Bratt has been the talk of the town around the NHL because he's currently in a four-way tie for most points in the NHL. And he's actually currently leading the entire NHL in assists. So for the first time ever, we can legitimately say that Jesper Bratt is the best player in the NHL. Yes, you heard me correctly. No, this is not a drill. Jesper Bratt, for the time being, is the best player in the NHL because he's in a four-way tie for first place for most points in the entire NHL, not on the New Jersey Devils roster, and currently leading the NHL in assists. So that's really impressive. But uh, we're, we're, we're veering away from the overall topic of discussion, which is who's the better player? Which players should the New Jersey Devils rely on? So I talked about Jack Hughes and his overall struggles a, a couple episodes ago because I played a snippet of a post-game press conference that Lindy Ruff had. He basically didn't mince words. He said that Jack Hughes had a tough game. And he said for someone like Jack Hughes, if plan A isn't working, you got to go to plan B. You got to go to plan C. And it, it kind of worked in the game against the Detroit Red Wings because Jack Hughes was able to get a goal. He was able to get an assist. And, you know, I, I know he's a little behind in terms of what we anticipate from him because let's be honest, guys, I anticipated for Jack Hughes to have just for Brad's statistics at this point in the year. And it's so hard to, for me to say at this point in the year, because we haven't even played 10 games, but the point is I expected for Jack Hughes to have Jesper Bratt's numbers. And if Jesper Bratt had Jack Hughes's numbers, I wouldn't be complaining. I'd be perfectly okay with that because the overall goal for Jesper Bratt is to be anywhere from decent to all-star. That's my ceiling for Jesper Bratt become an all-star similar to Jack Hughes and Nico Keisher. And then for Jack Hughes, he has to either put up all-star numbers or he's got to put up superstar numbers. So if he repeats what he did last year, yeah, that's not really a step forward, but that's not a step backwards either. That's technically consistency. So I'd be satisfied with that. So yes, Jack Hughes is a little behind, but his worst is still better than most people's best. Now, the overall question is, which player do we rely on more? Do we rely on Jesper Bratt or do we rely more on Jack Hughes? Because we heard from Lindy Ruff. We heard whether it's like, He's giving Jesper Bratt less ice time. We've talked about uh, how we just feel as though that Jack Hughes is just, he's sometimes there, but at the same time, it's just like he's not really capitalizing on the chances that he creates for himself. 
And I talked about how I want him to be more selfish. So my colleagues over at Pucks and Pitchforks actually tweeted something out earlier on in the day. They said, late night stat, despite his slow start, Jack Hughes is leading the league in individual high danger chances. So we know that Jack Hughes is creating opportunities for himself. Unfortunately, the execution is just not there. Now, this seems like this is the name of the game for not only just Jack Hughes, but the entire Devils roster, because we talked about chances that the New Jersey Devils constantly create for themselves game in and game out, but the execution just isn't there. Normally, I don't like looking at advanced analytics, but it, it, it is true because if you do watch a game, you just say, man, how did that not go in? Or that was a great opportunity for the Devils and they blew it. So I, like I said, don't really like looking at advanced analytics. I'm more of a conservative, old school kind of guy, which is you see the puck, you hit the puck, and either it's going in or it's not going in. I don't care about percentage. I don't care about probability. I don't care about how hard you hit it. If, if you hit the puck off your stick, it either goes in or it doesn't. That, that's my mentality. That's my mentality for a lot of sports. I think advanced analytics kind of kills uh, the game and the joy of it. But digressing a little bit, I'm, I'm looking at the advanced analytics now just to back up the claim that the New Jersey Devils are not playing all that bad. It's just that the chances just sometimes aren't there. Now, what, what does this mean for someone like Jack Hughes? It just means that he's just not finding the back of the net. That's as simple as that, guys. Like, I wish I could give you a more in-depth analysis, but, you know, the, the stats are there. The facts are there, which is Jack Hughes knows how to create for himself. He knows how to create for others. We know what he's capable of. But if I had to make an educated guess, I'd say the difference between Jack Hughes and Jesper Bratt is the overall game planning by the opponent. So going into a game, I don't think people are scouting Jesper Bratt as heavily as they are with Jack Hughes because the name of the game last season was that despite Jesper Bratt playing in most of the games and despite him putting up really good numbers, the Devils were still mostly on the losing end. Now, that's not the only factor. There were a lot of other factors as well, including the goaltending, but the 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 overall statement doesn't really change, which is the Devils just struggled mightily without Jack Hughes. And once he returned, the Devils seemed like a totally different team, especially on the offensive side of things, because I will arguably say that during the course of early January or around that time frame, the Devils were one of the better offensive teams out there. But unfortunately, they couldn't stop anything. And now the name of the game this year is that they have decent goaltending. Now, can that turn into good or even great goaltending? Now, digressing a little bit, when the scouting report comes out, people are focusing more on Jack Hughes because I think they see the stats from last year, which is if you take Jack Hughes out the game, then you will have a legitimate chance at winning because they think Jesper Bratt, I think teams think that this is just a trend. Like he's not going to maintain this consistency because one of the things I just keep preaching about is that Jesper Bratt, despite him having a good year last year, this season might be his breakout year where he gains more respect around the league because I think people outside the Metropolitan Division aren't really aware of what Jesper Bratt is capable of. When I was talking to some of my colleagues over at Locked On during the course of the summer and I mentioned Jesper Bratt as being like a very good player in the league, a lot of them just trolled me. They were like, who or Jesper Bratt? Like, is he that good? It's one of the reasons why I asked my colleagues over at Locked On Red Wings during our crossover saying, are you familiar with Jesper Bratt and his overall game and what he's capable of doing? And be honest with me. And they said, yeah, they had some familiarity and they talked about him being sort of an X factor. And that's the thing right there. Jack Hughes is being evaluated as a star player. Jesper Bratt is more of an X factor. So Jesper Bratt, when he's creating chances for himself, uh, teams aren't really as prepared for it compared to someone like Jack Hughes. So I think that's the name of the game so far for the New Jersey Devils, which is 
that that's just unfortunately one of the burdens of being a star like Jack Hughes or having a big year last year is that teams are going to be more prepared for you. Even if they have a lapse of defense, like we see sometimes when Jack Hughes gets closer to crease or whatever the case might be, they're going to try to cut off your passing lanes. They're going to say to the goalie, like, hey, Jack Hughes likes to do this when he gets this close, so be prepared for that. But when it comes to Jesper Bratt, they're still trying to figure out his overall game plan. They're still trying to see who he is as a player. And like I said, I'm just making an educated guess. I'm just basing it off of logic, which is that's why Jesper Bratt, when he has high danger chances for himself, he's seeing more success compared to Jack Hughes. So once again, I think come next year, if if Jesper Bratt – uh, is able to like lead the New Jersey Devils to the playoffs. If he's the tops in, in points, if he's actually the first one to eclipse a hundred points on the New Jersey Devils uh, franchise history books. And quite honestly, he's on pace to do so. I wouldn't be too surprised about that just because like of what he's been able to do during the start of the year, but digressing a little bit. If the point is, if Jesper Bratt uh, has a big season this year, maintains that consistency, then come next year, teams are definitely going to be more prepared for Jesper Bratt. They're going to cut off his scoring lanes. They're going to cut off his passing lanes. They're going to try to like uh, just get in front of some of his teammates. So that way uh, it makes it a little more difficult for him to create for others. So what we're seeing for Jack Hughes is probably what we're going to see come from Jesper Bratt, maybe come mid season or maybe next year. And like I said, can't confirm or deny anything. I'm just strictly speculating, but that's my educated guess, which is why Jack Hughes, despite creating good looks for himself, isn't having the same success as Jesper Bratt. Now, moving forward, who's the star player? Who's the player that the New Jersey Devils should rely on? Well, I say you should still rely on Jack Hughes just because we saw last year, if Jack Hughes just isn't there, if he isn't on the rank, the New Jersey Devils are a completely different team. And it's one of the reasons why, despite being on the injured list and being listed day-to-day, Andre Pilat did not play in the game yesterday, but yet the New Jersey Devils didn't skip a beat. They were able to put on six goals against the Detroit Red Wings. So, and who's out there? Jack Hughes is still out there. Our captain, Nico Heischer, is still out there. Jesper Brett is still out there. This is what I want to see from the New Jersey Devils consistently. This is a good problem to have, by the way. I'm not complaining about it. This is a very good problem to have because people are starting to respect Jack Hughes and his overall game a little bit more because I constantly say that Jack Hughes is the truth. I constantly say that Jack Hughes is going to be a superstar. And unfortunately, uh, unless you're someone like Connor McDavid or something like that, teams are going to prepare for you and there's sometimes nothing you could do because someone like Connor McDavid, it doesn't matter how much you strategize against him. He's going to find a way to score. That's just how uh, on a different level he is. And that's like a, an elite once in a generation type talent. Jack Hughes is not there. I think he could be, but I'm not going to count my blessings in that regard. So Jack Hughes, good problem to have. I, I'm not really going to fret about it. I think this is a, once again, a good problem for a New Jersey Devils to have. And we can expect the same thing uh, moving forward. And also, while we're on the topic of just talking about star players, Nico Heischer, six game appearances, and he has seven points. Why aren't we talking more about that? Because Nico Heischer is, you know, turning into sort of like a point-per-game player. And a lot of people were saying that Nico Heischer, the, the ship has sailed for him being a superstar, which, you know, there's a legitimate argument for that because – the fact of the matter is this, guys. He's been in the league for like five or six years already. Coming into this season, he's already played in 300 NHL games, whether you want to believe that or not. So people are just like, he could be a good contribution for a team, and he's a good leader, but the chances of him being a superstar, not really there. And I was just like, no, don't sleep on Nico Heischer. He's a very good two-way player. He had his best year last year. And let's also take this into consideration. 
uh, during a, a two-year span, what happened? COVID hit. So the Devils got their season shortened, and it was cut. And then next year, the New Jersey Devils only played in 56 games, similar to the rest of the league. So, And what happened to Nico Heischer during that 56-game season during the 2021 year? Well, he got injured. He was injured to start the year. And then he took a slap shot to the face from P.K. Subban, and that sidelined him for a significant amount of time. So I said for Nico Heischer, I think he's only scratched the surface, and he rebounded quite nicely last year. So I think the ship has not sailed for Nico Heischer to be a superstar because we're seeing it from Jesper Bratt. We're seeing it from Jack Hughes. I think Nico Heischer, his ceiling could be superstar. I'm not holding my breath about that. I'm not I'm going to count my blessings in that regards, but he is certainly a legitimate all-star year in and year out, in my humble opinion. So I want more people to talk about Nico Heischer because he's been having a good season to, to get things started. And, you know, despite Jack Hughes being uh, the, the, the person with the, le- the least amount of points comparing it to our baby big three, they're still legitimate right now. And I think the New Jersey Devils are only getting started and they're going to have a true test on Friday against the Colorado Avalanche. And I will preview that game in the next episode. But as for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. So let me know what you guys think about some of our well-known players and some of our lesser known players. Who do you think deserves more credit for what they've been putting in? And who do you think uh, should be given a bigger pedestal? Here's your guys' thoughts. So leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on podcast streaming service, hit me up on my personal Twitter page at TreyMac4 or the show's Twitter page at LockedOnDevils. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.